What's going on, everybody? This is the Sheep Shear Podcast, where we talk about people, popular culture, and politics. I am your host, Austin Creed. Welcome to the show. So today we're talking about the Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism. Now, for those of you who are students of history, you'll really appreciate what we're talking about today. And for those of you who've maybe heard of critical race theory or you're concerned about race relations, you've heard that it's a social construct and you're not really sure why people say that or you're maybe really obsessed with race or you think that race is a huge issue or maybe you just you don't understand where people get their talking points today. Why people say the things they're saying in politics, where it comes from, how history is repeating itself in front of your eyes. Well, we're going to discuss all of that today. In fact, we're going to talk mostly about who Hubert Marcuse was and the Frankfurt School that he was a huge part of. We're going to talk about how what their plan was for education and their influence on the middle class, immigration, and we're going to talk about the long march that Mao talked about and how it all ties in together. So if you're looking forward to that, and I also have a list that I'll give you of the what the Frankfurt School used in the United States, and you'll note it will send chills down your spine when you realize how far some of these ideas have really been taken. So without further ado, I'm going to roll the intro to the show, and then we're going to get into it. back all right so here's where we're going to start off today's show for those of you who are students of history you'll know about the biter meinhof gang in the 70s now for those of you who have never heard of the biter meinhof gang they were an extreme left-wing group in the 70s who were basically the children and grandchildren of the nazis they were very much against israel they said they were just anti-Zionists, but like all good demagogues, they really just hated Jews. Now, you don't need to know who Bider or Meinhof actually was to understand what I'm about to tell you. In short, what they were was a radical, left-wing, machine-gunner-bomber group who took out political targets and middle tar- and the, their specific hatred was for the middle class. Now, for those of you who were old enough to understand what was going on during the Obama administration, which is a prelude to the modern Biden administration because he was vice president during that time, some would argue that Obama still has a pretty big influence on Joe Biden, but we're I don't want to get into too far conspiracy theory territory here. But what I will talk about is if you look at a lot of the policies that Obama implemented was to slowly but surely crush the middle class. Yeah, For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I pity you because it means you have not been paying attention. And it means that 
Some of you, quite frankly, don't deserve freedom because you're so blind and so lost that if other people hadn't fought for it with their lives, you'd be speaking German or you'd be a lampshade. Or you'd be speaking Arabic and you'd be a lampshade. Or you would just be as much a physical slave as you basically are a mental slave, unfortunately, with all the brainwashing that we go through every day of the week. Now, I don't say that to demean any of you. I say that as it's a matter of fact and it's reality. Now, you may have, now you may have this attitude to what I just said. Hey, I hate you too, bitch. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? But I'm not talking down to you. What I'm trying to get across is I want you to wake up. I want you to see what I'm about to tell you. And fully appreciate the lessons that I'm about to give. According to Senate.gov, Biden is squeezing the middle class as the prices have risen 13.7% since he took office. Yes, that's right. 13.7%. Now, for those of you who think, oh, things have gone up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've noticed the prices have gone up big time. Why is that? Well, that's why. Because the middle class is slowly getting squeezed to death instead of being supported. Now, getting back to the getting back to the the Biden-Monhoff gang before I get too far off track here, but and by the way, for those of you who get a little upset over the fact that I don't stay on topic all the time, it's a podcast. My brain works very dynamically. And I get flown down different paths, okay? But let's get let's get back to what my original discussion was about the Frankfurt School, the Bayer Meinhof gang, cultural Marxism. I want I really don't want to get too far off track here. They were huge supporters of Palestine, by the way. And no, I'm not talking about Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> Did anybody else see the speech that um Pete Bootykeg, or whatever, however he pronounces his last name. Can you, did anybody see that speech that he finally went there? Oh my, oh god. I was watching it when I was at the gym yesterday. Oh my land. I had to stop laughing. People were looking at me like I was a lunatic while I was laughing at this bum give a speech. But getting back to the Biter-Meinhof gang, they hated the Jews because they sided with Palestine. And like I said before... They were big supporters of, <laughs> they were big advocates of what the Nazis pushed and being the children and grandchildren ideologically and maybe even physically of the Nazis, which was seen in the, in the 70s. Now, I don't want people to confuse the Nazis with them because here's the thing, people assume that the Nazis were right-wingers. I wrote an entire article about this back when my Beanium was banned. But before they got banned, I wrote a whole article about this. And how the Nazis were not actually right-wingers, they were actually left-wingers. Which really ties in to the Red Army faction or the Biner-Meinhof gang. Because they were extreme left-wingers as well. But everything, whether it be the Biner-Meinhof gang, even some of the, what the Nazis practiced 
all ties, and even the Frankfurt School that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it all ties in to the same general principles espoused by a couple philosophers, but one man in particular. There was one man in particular who really pushed this forward. What? That man was Herbert Marcuse. Now, many of you have probably never even heard of this man. He's pretty obscure unless you really unless you care a lot about this stuff like I do. You probably never heard of this guy before. Now, I have a couple of his quotes pulled up right here for those of you who care to listen to it. Most of you have probably turned the show off already and I'm probably about to sound like this man right here. But for those of you who are here, here's what I'll read them to you. He says, Free election of masters does not abolish the masters or the slaves. Rather obscure quote, but here's one about capitalism. It says, At the highest stage of capitalism, the most unnecessary revolution appears as the most unlikely one. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, they don't have some of his favorite quotes on here that I've read before, but that just goes to show you how much they try to only put forward some of the more mild substances that he had out there. But he was a Marxist. He idolized Karl Marx, as as did Mao Zedong. Yes, the same Mao Zedong who killed millions of Chinese, as was Stalin, as was Engels, as was a bunch of other people who followed the same ideology of collectivist thinking. But here's where things get interesting, y'all. World War II was largely a battle of ideologies. But if you look at what's happened since World War II... Now, I know, you've probably fallen asleep already, but here's what I'll talk about. If you look at how education has changed, how immigration policies have changed, especially since Bill Clinton was in office, you will notice that there has slowly been an attitude shift and a demographic switch in America as immigration has become unchecked, the middle class has slowly started to burst at the seams and disintegrate, and then with the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. And education has largely changed as well. All of this has a lot to do with this Frankfurt School ideology and the teachings of Herbert Marcuse. Of, of Herbert Marcuse. And now some of you have also heard of Bill Ayers. Does that ring a bell for anybody? He was a good friend of Obama, by the way. He, you can look it up. He actually talks about him a couple times. And there's a connection. But the main idea of the Frankfurt School was not the hostile takeover that we see in World War II and even in Vietnam. But it was the slow social disruption and, and re-education of society. The left wing's idea would be to allow capitalism to continue 
and they would allow the nation to defend itself, but the left-wing individuals would take charge of education, manipulate the public, corrupt the morality of the nation, mainly through entertainment, and then infiltrate the government, mainly through the bureaucracy, at every single level they possibly could get their hands on. This is what Obama did, and you could even see it in the Biden administration now. It's absolutely insane. Because, let's, let's cut this down to brass tacks. We're not seeing a lot of armed a lot of armed conflicts when it comes to political agendas, thank God, in this country. Now, there are individual attacks, but thank God we are not seeing these the fighting we're seeing in Sudan break out in America. Here, we don't use machetes and machine guns so much as we use mass media and censorship. Now... They knew this, this Herbert Marcuse and the Frankfurt School, these Marxists from the 70s and the Bayer-Meinhof gang, they knew this. The Bayer-Meinhof gang proved that the violent takeover would not work. They couldn't achieve their goals through being violent because they would be directly, but they meet direct opposition everywhere they turned. Now... For those of you who know anything about Sun Tzu, the art of war, he talks about how the greatest warrior is a warrior who never has to brandish his sword, never has to draw it from its sheath, because he's already won the battle before the battle even technically started. That is the same line of thinking that we see the Frankfurt School adopt. They take this idea to its full effect, instead of using straight-up tactics, they use subversion from within. They don't use armed conflicts. They use arguments that are flawed. They use fallacious arguments instead of armed conflicts. You feel me? Now, they slowly advance this revolution in the, in the shadows so that they can't be... They can't be completely even fought in broad daylight because then someone if you give someone an idea straight up for example if you go into a conversation with somebody and you directly insult them they're gonna have one of two reactions they're gonna either accept it or they're going to reject it versus when it's a slow drip 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 over time you will not notice or maybe even you'll slightly notice but you won't fully have that fight or flight kick in that you would normally have when something tells when someone tells it to you straight up now there were a couple principles of the Marcusi school or the Frankfurt school that I want to give to you now keep in mind here these could be quite chilling and disturbing but I want you to be ready for them it's You'll see them, and here are the following. Number one was the creation of racism offenses. Now you may ask what that is. In other words, whenever something occurred, you scream racism instead of actually adjusting or adapting to the situation and looking at it from every angle, you just scream racism. Number two is continual change in the country to make sure that people are out of sorts. In other words, 
you continue to be progressive so that people forget what traditionalism is and the values of traditionalism. They just like change because it's change. Not because the change is actually good, just because this change means it's supposed to be good. Number three was to teach homosexuality to children wherever you could. To subvert the family because Marx hated the traditional family. He despised it. He thought it was slavery. He thought that the nuclear family was the foundation of the capitalist system and he wanted it gone. And he thought that the bourgeois family was oppressive and by nature. So that's why they push forward the homosexual agenda because you can't have a nuclear family without it. And you, by extension, you can't have children without the miracles of modern science to back you up. Now, whether you agree with love is love or any of these other things is not the point. The point is I want you to really understand how real a lot of these things are and how quickly the change is adapted. I mentioned a little while ago, if you watched in the previous shows, where Joe Biden, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, before gay marriage was legal, was talking about how, oh, no one's attacking traditional marriage. No, 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 we don't want any of that. Don't worry about that. And before you know it, now it's normal. Gay marriage is now normal. No one even talks about it anymore. Now, we may talk about transgenderism, but we won't talk about that for much longer either because I'm going to tell you right now. I am predicting right now on this show that down the pipe, it will happen. This long march, the same as a ideological long march, the same thing that Mao had in China... The American Communist Party, which is now the Democrats, they will allow, and mark my words, the age of consent will be lowered, especially for those in the, I call them the a Rainbow Rider community, which is basically the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, pedophilia will become less of a problem and more of something that... The, people believe to be justified i think it's disgusting and i think it should never be going down that road but mark my words that's where this is going mark my words as time goes on when the future looks back at the past you mark my words it will happen i hope to god i am mistaken but something tells me that i am not now let's get back to it. Number four was to, the next one on the list was to, was around education. Are you ready for this one now? He says number four was to undermine the schools and teachers authority. You ever seen that in high schools and middle schools today? Eh? How the kids talk back to the teacher, they don't do their homework. The students run the class, not the teacher. I've seen it. Whether it's passive or whether it's on purpose, doesn't matter. Number five, flood the country with immigrants destroy, to destroy the identity of the country. Now, this is, could be seen on the southern border. 
with the floods, the scourge of illegal aliens pouring into the country. Now, if your first reaction is to say, oh, he's a racist, he's talking about the Mexicans. First of all, I didn't mention anybody's race. I just said it was a problem. And second of all, if you're, if you're really going to bring up race as into this discussion where it has no place to be at all, you're missing the entire point. All the while, while we're talking about race, people are making money and people are being oppressed. And this is what people are going to be sounding like when they hear you talking about this. People in power are going to be saying this. Thank you for being so dumb. People are going to be thinking, wow, this person is so out of touch with reality. Now, not the people around you, per se, because they're going to be giving you the same, oh, yes, well, I agree, I think it's racist, and I think this, and then I think that, but I don't know what's going on, but I, I think it's racism. He, he mentioned race, therefore, he mentioned the racism. You see what I'm talking about? We're entirely missing the point. We are seeing these Frankfurt School ideologies being exhibited all over modern-day America. And I've only gotten the number five. There's more. You ready for more, or you've had enough? Have you had enough already? I I'll, I'll get back to it. You ready for this one now? We're getting back to number six. Promote excessive drinking and drug addiction. Think about how big pharma is making a killing, and also think about how the how many people you know that either have done drugs, they do drugs, the drug epidemic is out of control, fentanyl, out of control, drinking has gone up. In other words, they're numbing you to so that you don't see what's going on. They're dumbing you up so you don't see what's going on, and if you do, you're going to scream racism instead of actually look at use your reasoning to see what's happening to you. Number seven was empty out church. That's right. The churches are emptying out and the mosques are filling up. Now, to an extent, that's actually a good thing. To an extent, that's actually a good thing. As long as they're moderate Muslims who aren't calling for the death of the West, as certain groups are in the Middle East, I have no problem with that at all. None. Because traditional Muslims are actually great for the actually great for keeping some level of traditionalism left in our country when it comes to the nuclear family when it comes to family values when it comes to not letting the lgbtq crowd run everybody over and use their fascist tendencies and their armed grouped antifa while being absolute fascists and using their force to silence you yeah that's what fascism is by the way for those of you who don't know number eight was number eight are you ready for this one now this one's gonna hit you right between the eyes are you ready for this one now number eight is to create a unreliable legal system that is biased against the victims of the crimes does that sound familiar to anybody where the criminal is n not the, the demon per se our legal system is so unreliable that have such a bias against that have a bias against the actual victims and a bias toward protecting the criminals and protect look at the DAs at George Soros funds 
Now, for those of you who want to say, oh, he's talking about Soros, he must be an anti-Semite. First of all, I'm Jewish, so don't ever lecture me about anti-Semitism. Ever. I don't want to hear it. Most of you are Gentiles and you don't understand anything about Jews. Second of all, you're missing the point again. You're missing the whole point. The whole idea of hiding behind an ideology is the problem. We need to disseminate the truth. I don't like having to pull out that my family is Jewish. Because it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. What matters is the truth. But yet I got to give that disclaimer so people don't say I'm an anti-Semite. It's unbelievable to me. I'm sick of it. I just want people to see the truth. Anyways, we're going to... Number nine is make people dependent on the state for state benefits. Look at the welfare state and how all-consuming it's become. I talked about the welfare state before. They're paying for you basically to be a bum on the government dole. The COVID was the big instigator in this that drove the welfare rolls through the absolute roof. All the while, you, you will always vote yourself a raise and everybody in the government will be saying this. Thank you for being so dumb. They'll, they'll be happy to change money for power because it's not their money, it's government money that they're creating out of nothing because we got rid of the gold standard a long time ago. Number 10 was to control and dumb down the media. When's the last time you actually heard somebody really talk about how important things are when it comes to matters of real importance in this country with the pillars of our civilization being attacked? Or guys like, Tuck, guys like uh, Tucker Carlson being uh, thrown off the air. Now, I know they're using very diplomatic language, but shame on Fox News. He's one of the few guys that has the guts to air the January 6th footage and to say things the way they are. And how do they repay him? They give him the noose like they did to Bill O'Reilly. Don't forget. Don't think I've forgotten about that. Anybody who gets anywhere near the truth gets sniped. By these so-called fact-checkers who are just pushing the government line. The same way that the that Mao pushed the government line and his cronies, the Red, the, uh, red Scarves pushed it in China, resulting in millions of people dead. You, you say it can't happen here? I hope you're right. Because it's looking really, really, really dismal at this point. It's working... The future is not bright, my friends, from what I'm looking at right now. And I hope to God that I am mistaken. It's going out of control. And we're at 10. Number 11 is, goes back to what I said earlier about the nuclear family. The number 11 was to destroy the nuclear family. Again, I want to reiterate this point. The middle class is what separates America from everywhere else. We historically have had a big middle class and the death of the family, of the nuclear family that is, and the growth of alternative lifestyles has been pushed. And you know what? We're at the point where it's almost impossible to have a genuine family 
the way that has been normalized for majority of human history. In fact, we've gotten to the point where marriage barely lasts over 10 years, according to statistical data. Especially for Gen Z and Millennials. So people have to go through alternative lifestyles. They don't have a lot of other choices at their disposal. They're not like your grandparents or even their parents. And their parents before them weren't amazing examples anyway. When it comes to a lot of these realities. So the Frankfurt School has largely accomplished their goals. They pushed it through education. The drip, drip, drip of snake poison into your mind. To the point where if you look at most of the things I've said on this show so far. Can anybody who's listening to this show tell me that they have not seen or heard someone discuss issues similar to this one without number one being the default setting of race, screaming race in a crowded nation? Whenever someone disagrees disagrees with you and you happen to not be the same race as that person, your first instinct is to blame it on the race and not base it on the rationale, not base it off the sound logic, nothing. Zero. Now you may ask me, Austin, what's the solution? What do we do? Well, (laughs) there's not a lot of good answers, unfortunately. I wish I could sit here and tell you, hey, I told you all 11 things that the Frankfurt School is using to subvert you and destroy you, all the while laughing all the way to the bank, telling you that they're trying to help you while they're just trying to help themselves to your money. And while they're helping themselves to your money, all the while they're just talking to you like they're saying nice things to your face and on the back end saying this. I wish I could tell you that. Unfortunately, it's it's hard to do that because they have the power, they have the money. And you ever heard of the golden rule? Whoever has the gold makes the rules. Yeah. It's depressing. I get it. We're walk we're on our way down this long march. The education has been subverted. I mean, I am in college now and I see it. Talking about these far left issues, kids my age, well, kids, young adults my age, talking, pushing this party line like they're puppets while the elites pull their strings, the people on social media pull their strings, sometimes even the parents who are misguided pull their strings, all the while, immigration is out of control. The middle class is being destroyed. The poor are getting poorer. The rich are getting richer. Uh, The poor think that they're about to win with these low interest rates, but they're not. We're going to have a 2008 repeat with foreclosures going through the roof, repos going through the roof. And there's really only a handful of solutions. Solutions being to vote the bums out of office. And to see their... It's not not even misguided anymore. They know the truth. They're just subverting it. Which makes them a liar. A liar is someone who presents 
Misinformation with intent instead of just being ignorant. There is a difference. Marxism, which by extension would mean Maoism to an extent, Engels' ideas, all of it is slowly being pushed in our culture. And it's not being pushed on the older people. It's being pushed on the young because the young don't know any better. Whenever I try to have discussions, like, why do you think I started this show? I can't have these discussions with a lot of people my age. They just get in their feelings and they don't actually want to discuss these issues with any semblance of rationality. They'll just hear me, they'll just hear me talk. And all the while, they'll, they'll sound like this. Yeah. They'll just be like, what's going on? How dare you say that? The truth has become more censored than pornography has today. But yet, I want to believe out there that the truth actually matters to some people. That people believe in the nuclear family and that this ideology of subverting that which has helped western civilization to survive actually exists out there somewhere people who believe in these things are still the silent majority i want to believe that i hope i'm right about that because if it's not well then ladies and gentlemen of the sheep get sheared podcast the wolves have surrounded us they're shearing us every which way they can the shepherd, the little one, is in on it. And the rams, yes, you. You, the know, the people who know what's going on. They're letting it happen. You're not fighting back. And I want you to fight back. Not physically. Because I don't think that violence is always the best solution. In fact, in this point of view, I don't think it would work at all. It would just prove to them that they are right, even when they couldn't be more wrong. My friends, this is our opportunity to vote with our dollar and vote with our heads and not let the indoctrination camp of the public school, of Instagram, of Facebook if you're older, of TikTok. I don't even have TikTok. It's a Chinese spy application as far as I'm concerned. But my friends, those of you who think it's all over, and we can't do anything about it. This is what I think. Wrong. It's not over. But it takes purpose. And it takes action. And it takes organization to win. Big tech has big money behind them. Voices like mine, we don't. We're censored every way we go, whether it's like writing online like I did with Medium before I got canceled, or whether it's talking here in an empty room with a microphone. We need to vote with our dollar, and we need to give these people with voices alternatives, and we need to make sure that we are not silenced, because they will not do us any favors. Big Tech, YouTube, Facebook... Instagram, TikTok, they're not going to help us. They're not going to come save us. 
They spit on us. They laugh at us. <laughs> Look at those conservatives. They think that they still got a chance. They still got a voice. You do have a voice. We, this, this is what they think that our whole movement amounts to. They think we're donezo. Toast. We're not. They think we're donezo. We ain't done yet, folks. We're just getting started. Well, that's the show. For those of you who have enjoyed, you can... Or if you have criticisms, critiques, comments, concerns, any of it, you can find me on Twitter, at Austin Creed, or at Ozzy Creed, A-U-Z-Z-I-E-C-R-E-E-D. Hit me up there if you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques... Hatred, anything, praises, anything you want. If you do go there, you'll find the Patreon page linked in my Twitter bio. So if you feel so inclined, want to support the show, help me upgrade and get reach more people, help us get the voice out, get the word out, bring in more content creators, you let me know by voting with your dollar, just as the leftists do. In other words, folks, it's all about you. I'm only one man. I can't do it all as much as I wish I could. I want to thank you for those of you who made it all the way to the end of the show. I appreciate you. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless America.